James Bible Study, Part 7 Kinds of Faith, or On Vindication For lay leaders and deacons to conduct after the Sunday service or during a midweek Bible study session. Hear the word of our Lord from James chapter 2, verses 14 through 26. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, Go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one. You do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works, and the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And in the same way was not also Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way? For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. This is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. The first 13 verses of chapter 2 begin to describe the consistent Christian life under the law of liberty. St. James's primary concern is that the believer should sway neither to the right nor the left, avoiding both the Judaizing and antinomian heresies. Both threaten the freedom we have in Christ Jesus. Using the sin of partiality as an example, he develops his theology of liberty by declaring the sinner if unrepentant, to be back under the law. If you show partiality, you are committing sin and are convicted by the law as transgressors, James 2 verse 9. The Christian, living under the outlook of Christian liberty or the law of liberty, has a responsibility to maintain and safeguard his freedom from all threats. St. James is in complete agreement with St. Paul, who places this responsibility on believers as well. Quote, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Galatians 5 verse 1. This means being on guard against the Judaizing heresy, indeed any heresy which teaches works righteousness, which submits willingly to the yoke of the law. 
It also means being on guard against antinomianism, which leads to slavery to sin, and raises up the law to the believer for condemnation. Citing some of the Ten Commandments in James 2 verse 11, the author includes the Decalogue as a part of the law of liberty under which we live not as a matter of salvation, but as a matter of conscience and guide. Should we violate one of these, we are brought back to the threat of the Old Covenant and exhorted to repent and be restored. Having spoken about the dynamic between freedom and commandment, now the author turns to the matter of faith. There was much confusion surrounding the topic of faith as there is in the modern world, leaving some to the conclusion that their mental assent to the contents of the gospel was sufficient for salvation. And perhaps even what they thought was devout faith and trust in our Lord. Here he corrects the record in a powerful way that should be treasured by all believers because it teaches us more about what faith is. Verse 14 says, What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but does not have works? Can that faith save him? If a man says he has faith but he does not have good works, this tells us that something is wrong. Both questions are hypothetical and are answered with, no, it is no good if a man says he has faith, but he does not have works, and no, that man's faith cannot save him. Note here that the opposite must also be true. If a man says he has faith and he does have good works, then his faith can save him. Nowhere will St. James say that our works can save us. If that were the case, he never would have become a Christian. He would have stayed under the yoke of the Mosaic law. But this verse, along with the declaration that receiving the word can save us in James 1 verse 21, amounts to a declaration of sola fide. St. James teaches that we are justified by faith alone but he wants to make sure it is the correct faith. As verses 15 through 17 say, if a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warmed and filled, without giving them the things needed for the body, what good is that? So also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Asking another hypothetical question to clarify the matter, it is evident that if someone does not do good works, their faith is likely not inspiring those good works. Note that in the example, St. James asks if giving benedictions alone is any good. The answer is no. Someone might be quite devout in what they believe is their faith, but if it does not produce concrete results, then that faith is no good because it is dead. By dead, we are to think of such a faith as being inanimate, doing nothing for the believer. It is not a faith that works through love, which according to St. Paul is essential 
Galatians 5, verse 6. Frankly, this should cause the magisterial branches of Christianity to examine themselves. Both the Roman Catholic and Eastern Orthodox have proclaimed that ultimately the believer is saved by a conjunction of faith and works. This is a denial of St. James's teaching that proper faith can save while works cannot, explained further here. Worse yet, even if these churches were correct that faith in conjunction with works is what justifies you before God, they bind the consciences of their laity to perform works that St. James would not consider good. Eastern Orthodoxy requires that the individual believer fast for more than half the year. Roman Catholicism has commanded the observance of quote-unquote holy days of obligation. Both require prayers to the saints and count all of these as good works which contribute to justification. A lapse into Judaizing ritualism, which is not comprised of caring for one's neighbor and moral excellence. As such, per James 1 verse 27, they are defiled. Tragically, for many of them, their faith is shown to be dead by a refusal to do the works which God actually wants us to do, namely loving him above all and loving our neighbor as ourselves. A rosary or prayer bracelet might be beneficial, but no amount of rosaries prayed accomplishes love for one's neighbor in the real, material sense which St. James speaks of in his epistle. Verses 18 and 19 say, But someone will say, You have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe that God is one. You do well, even the demons believe and shudder. A faith that saves is manifested in the material world through good works. The believer with living faith helps those less fortunate than himself, avoids sin, holds to true devotion to our Lord, and believes right doctrine. This is because his faith produces good works. Note that verse 17 states, So also faith by itself, if it does not have good works, is dead. The faith one has in Christ is the thing which possesses good works, meaning someone has good works only secondarily. Their faith has it first. They may not boast, let me show you how good of a person I am through my works, for we are unworthy servants, per Luke 17 verse 10. Instead, we are to say that we show the faith which is given by God through the works he gave for us to do. As St. Paul says in Ephesians 2, verses 8 through 10, By grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Now, there are three kinds of faith. 
notitia, ascensus, and fiducia. Notitia is the simple knowledge of the contents of the Christian religion. Someone with notitia may know what the gospel says without believing any of it. Ascensus is mental assent to the contents of the Christian faith as true. To believe that Jesus Christ died for the sins of mankind and rose again from the dead is to have ascensus faith. St. James states that even demons have ascensus, being well aware that the contents of the Christian doctrine are factual. Ascensus does not save, however, as agreeing with something is not trusting in it nor belonging to the object of faith. Fiducia is saving faith in God by virtue of that trust. The man with fiducia faith says Jesus died for my sins and rose from the grave, so I worship him, rely on him for my salvation, and wish to do as he commands. This is the kind of faith which saves and produces good works in the Christian, who says to our Lord, I am yours, save me. Psalm 119 verse 94. Continuing on, verses 20 through 25. Do you want to be shown, you foolish person, that faith apart from works is useless? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered up his son Isaac on the altar? You see that faith was active along with his works, and faith was completed by his works. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was counted to him as righteousness. And he was called a friend of God. You see that a person is justified by works and not by faith alone. And in the same way, was not also Rahab the prostitute justified by works when she received the messengers and sent them out by another way? Regarding the justification of works... The epistle of James is short, but the language used is incredibly careful. St. James says faith apart from works is useless, not faith apart from works cannot save. He has no desire to pronounce infants, coma patients, dementia patients, the cripples, and the mentally retarded all damned on account of their inability to clothe the naked, feed the hungry, honor their parents, or visit prisoners. Someone may very well have saving fiducia faith in Christ while being unable to perform good works. Note also that he brings up the binding of Isaac, Genesis chapter 22, an event which occurs after Abraham was declared righteous by faith, Genesis 15 verse 6. Before there was any justification by works, there was justification by faith alone. Yet St. James points out that faith is completed by works, after salvation, works are the telos, the reason and goal of faith here on earth. Abraham believed God. Then God declared him to be righteous. From there, 
God sanctified Abraham until he was not just counted as righteous, but a better person than he had once been, obedient to our Lord to the point of raising the knife to Isaac's throat. Likewise, Rahab, the wife of Solomon, believed in the Lord before her faith bore the fruit of obedience. St. James says plainly that works do justify. The question to ask is, justify to whom? St. James has proclaimed in the first chapter that God saves us by his grace alone, and he has stated that receiving the word, that is, having faith, can save us. He does not teach that our works save us. He has thus far shown complete agreement with St. Paul's concept of forensic justification or being declared innocent by God, thus heaven-bound by faith alone. St. James has even gone so far as to speak of Abraham being justified by faith before his works justified anything. But if Abraham was already counted righteous by God in Genesis 15 verse 6, then there was no need for God to count him as righteous once more. The justification is for someone else, lest we accuse God of making a mistake, or accuse Abraham of mortal sin and needing to be restored through his works. It is a justification by works before someone other than God. That someone is the believer as well as others. It may be better to use the term vindication or confirmation instead of justification, as one's faith is confirmed by the actions it inspires. This is the justification which tells oneself inwardly that God has been faithful to complete the work which he started in the believer upon the bestowal of faith, Philippians 1 verse 6. To be certain, good works are not to be the sole assurance of our salvation, and not even a major assurance. But our works done in Christ demonstrate and confirm to the individual believer that the gospel is true in its promise of sanctification. This is the justification that works provide through a living faith. God brings us to faith, and then he has us completing good works which then reinforce our faith. It is also a justification by works toward others, as verse 18 speaks of in context. Let me restate that works are an assurance of salvation, not the assurance of salvation. We are to trust God's word first and foremost, and to rejoice in our baptism and communion for the promises they deliver unto us. It is only after receiving these in faith that our good works, namely observance of the Ten Commandments and pursuit of St. Peter's virtues, 2 Peter 1 verse 3 through 8, confirm the gospel to us. It is a demonstration that sanctification is truly occurring. However, other believers do not have the knowledge of our interior, our inner self, that God has of us. 
A fellow believer cannot determine whether you are a true Christian based on your declaration of faith. Simply declaring that you are a believer means nothing to him until you are vindicated by your works in front of him. In other words, while God declares us righteous by faith alone, we earn the reputation of Christian to other Christians by our actions. This cannot be forensic justification or the legal declaration of righteousness before God, as the Papists and Easterners assert. Our Lord Christ states, Wisdom is justified by her deeds, in Matthew 11, verse 19. Wisdom as a concept does not need to be declared innocent by God. Wisdom is instead proven correct or vindicated by the deeds of the wise. If the word justification was always utilized in a fashion that means legal declaration of innocence, then we would have to conclude that Christ was saying wisdom is a person who had to be justified by her righteous deeds. This is the thesis of the Gnostic heresy with their Holy Sophia demonic entity. And it cannot be true because Christ himself is identified in the scripture as the true wisdom of God. 1 Corinthians 1 verse 24. Being God himself, our Savior did not need to be legally justified to the Father, who shares the same essence and divine nature, knowing always that his eternally generated Son is perfect just as he is. Yet his deeds, namely everything he has done for the sake of our salvation, demonstrate to us through the word that he is exactly who he and the apostles say he is, the Lord of glory. James 2 verse 1. After we are justified before God by faith alone, we are justified by works to others and ourselves, in the same sense that Christ was, our deeds showing to others that we are genuine. Finally, verse 26 says, For as the body apart from the spirit is dead, so also faith apart from works is dead. In conclusion, St. James teaches two justifications which spring from faith, namely fiducia saving faith, legal forensic justification, or our justification before God when he says you are counted righteous on account of my son Jesus Christ, is the first justification. The second, which we might call vindication, is the vindication of the Christian faith within us and to other people by our works. It confirms and assures all that the believer is the Christian that God wanted them to be. He or she is living a consistent life under the law of liberty, rejoicing that God continues to fulfill his word in them and conform them to the image of Christ. Amen and Amen.